Hey everyone, welcome back to Whatever Like That with Lex. Hope everybody's week was good. Hopefully the weekend is good. Hope you're safe. I wanted to go ahead and start the show off by saying rest in peace to Shanquilla Robinson. And that's really the trigger for this conversation tonight. She had a funeral in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and there has been a lot of conversation surrounding her death. Um, you know, it's been labeled the mysterious death of Shanquilla Robinson, and I have watched a ton of videos over the past couple of days, maybe just the last three days. I have been unplugged, really, because I'm just getting back from vacation. And so maybe since Thursday, maybe even since Wednesday, I've been paying attention to the story. And I've watched tons of videos on, um, you know, people and their opinions about what happened and people on your, their opinions about um, our friends and all of that. You know what I mean? We, we see, most of us have seen the horrific video of her being beaten. And I'm sure that is just a snippet of what really happened to her. I'm sure there's probably just a snippet of what was actually recorded and shared. And like the story has definitely spun uh, out of control because that's what the public does. We speculate and um, blogs come up with their own conclusions. They create their own timelines, yada, yada, yada. There are certain facts about the case that are disturbing, like, because of, I mean, listen, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. However, we, we saw her being beaten while she was naked. Um, we've seen her, uh, the coroner's report for cause of death, time of death, that whole thing. Um, but everything else is essentially um, like hearsay or, you know, just an opinion from people who were not there. And since I've been listening to the story, probably not immediately, but later on, when, when the conversation about discernment, like everybody had that point, discernment, you need to have discernment for your friends. And one of the ladies that I work with that her father used to tell her, you don't have any friends, you have sisters, you don't need friends, you have sisters, you don't have any friends, that's not your friend, you have sisters. And like discernment, discernment, discernment is like something that is literally what I hear in every video. And um, because it's like a precautionary thing. Um, and, you know, I have a story that I'm going to share with you all about my experience with women. And I've not experienced anything as vile as what Shanquilla had to experience um, but I have you know experiences um, and you know the last video I just watched was from uh, Cynthia G and she was talking about you know the black community as a whole you hear my dog taking off <laughs> she was talking about the black community as a whole and how there is such a huge um it's like a crab, literally, it's a cra it's not like, it's a literal crabs in a barrel 
mentality. That is the energy. There is a lot of hatred. There is a lot of jealousy. Um, I've experienced it. And honestly, it was really different. It was took me a long time to come to terms with that and like to reconcile with that. Because I was like, there's nothing about me for anybody to be jealous of. Nothing. Not a single thing. But that's what I thought. Um, and honestly, you don't have to have anything about you that you think is important, extra pretty, extra special, extra anything for somebody to be jealous of you. It has literally nothing to do with you. It's not coming from your mind. It is coming from somebody else's mind. And whatever they see in you and they envy from you, you know, is the cause of it. Is the cause of their hatred for you. So I wanted to get into that, the discernment conversation. And how I really think it is unfair to tell young women to have discernment. Because honestly, you know, humans, like, that's just not how we operate. We, um... You know, I had watched something many years ago on Oprah and she was doing a show. I can't remember what it was about, but it was, you know, um, I want to say it was something about how somebody had survived some type of ordeal. And I remember this conversation very vividly because um, she was saying humans are the only animals on the planet who go against their, their, their instinct. We will fight against it. We will we will reason against it. We have a natural instinct to to run, to fight or flight. But we go against it. We rationalize like we our brain. We you know we 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 overthink it. We don't trust our own selves, and we will talk our way out of safety because because it's just how we are. Like you know, it's not. An, it doesn't come. What comes natural to us is to go against what's natural to us. It's just very weird. And this was, I, I kind of remember, it was like a story of somebody um, escaping death. And I don't remember the specifics of it, but I do remember the message. We go against our basic instinct to defend ourselves. No other animal, essentially, on the face of the earth does that. If an animal out in the wild, like let's say an impala, out in the wild and he senses something the herd senses something they're taking the fuck off they're not lingering around like that is how they save their lives you you save your life by going with your gut um but it's not it's it's not easy and as a young person it's even more difficult and um like i said rest in peace to that beautiful young lady i feel really really fucked up for her family because her parents her, the people that loved her have this video of her this is the last footage that they have of her alive um that they have period um and it's it's horrible and i couldn't imagine it you know i couldn't imagine like i've tried i, not, I haven't tried but you know, when you when you consider a situation as, as vile as this and you imagine if this was my sister, I would fall apart. Like there would be no life for me. If this was my cousin, I would fall apart. You know? And so that you can't even empathize with her family. All you can do is pray for them because this is what they have left. They have their memories, but this trash is what they have left of what these people did to her. And it's common. It's hell. It's common as hell. 
this bully mentality, this vicious, competitive, vile nature, this I'm better than you, this, I mean, because women all do it. I mean, we all do it, but, uh, you know, I'm going to speak from the perspective in which I've, I'm a, you know, I've grown up into, um, like, you know, I know the black community because I'm from the black community, like I'm going to speak on it. And so, um, it's a little bit different in our community. It's vicious, period, because women are vicious, but it's a little bit different because we are fighting against everybody, even ourselves. Um, so let's get into it. What I did was I looked up discernment because I kept hearing that. I am familiar with the word, uh, but I wanted to get an official definition of what the definition was. Did I kind of double definition it? I wanted to get a, an, an official description. Uh, of what the definition was, what it states. Okay, so discernment is the ability to judge well. That's the the number one. There's a couple of different ones, but number one, the ability to judge well. Uh, if I jog down a little bit, what does discernment mean spiritually? Discernment in, discernment in the Christian religion is considered a virtue. Sanji, mm -mm. Um, discernment in the Christian religion is considered as a virtue. A discerning individual is considered to possess wisdom and be of good judgment, especially so with regard to subject matter. Oh, sorry, hold on. To subject matter often overlooked by others. Okay. There's another one when I pop down. It says, what is the true meaning of discernment? This is a blurb here. It says, the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Skill in discerning, an act of perceiving or discerning something. So, because I, I, I because I'm going to share an experience of my own, I was reflecting and thinking, how could I have had discernment in these issues where I was essentially had my back against the wall when I was being attacked. Like, how could I have had a discernment? And I was like, I couldn't have. So that's why I wanted to get an understanding of it. Because I know it's just not as easy as have discernment over your friends. It's not easy. And that is, like I said, that's been like a common word that's being mentioned when I'm watching these videos about Shanquilla. And so I just want to say here for anybody that's a young adult that's listening it is not that easy a lot of times we learn a lot we can reflect back on things like I have done over time you know you're grateful you're blessed to get through these hard and difficult moments but then you can look back like the blessing is to be able to look back and say wow you know I made it through that and uh, I'm grateful but it was a difficult time but I'm glad I made it out of that because you see Shanquilla's situation and she was killed she was murdered and we've all been in sticky situations I mean I don't care how you slice it that's just life you know when you're young you're you're young wild and free and you don't have the same discernment or caution at 25 that you might have at 45. And so it's unfair to task young adults with um, 
having wisdom and all these other things that we know come with age. There's no, there's no way a 25 year old, and I can't really remember how old she was, but there's no way somebody that young has discernment. I, I don't care what you say or who you pluck off the internet. You will not show me a 25 year old with discernment because it doesn't happen that way. If the definition of it is wisdom, let me go back to it. If this, especially the spiritual definition, because we know black folks are, are you know, if, are Christian, if, if, if nothing, Christian, period, or spiritual, nothing else, right? What does it mean in spirituality? It is, it means to have wisdom. It says, a discerning individual is considered to possess wisdom and be of good judgment, especially so with regard to subject matter often overlooked by others. Like, stop. No. When you're young, you don't often overlook by others. Like, what type of brain do you have? You could be a genius. You could be 12 at graduating college. You still don't have discernment. So it's unfair to see her story and then say this is why I tell everybody have discernment over your friends you know it rolls off the tongue like it's just so easy and it's not it's very difficult to have discernment as an adult because people we, we cannot overlook the fact that people are evil and people are conniving and you pray you would hope to be able to overcome some of these these pitfalls that some of these obstacles in front of you but having discernment does not come young that comes with age you know that comes with experience not age because there's a lot of old ass motherfucking fools it comes with experience um that's how you have discernment you don't have experience at 20 something shanquilla didn't have experience she couldn't have even had a pep talk you know about anything you know you you imagine when your parents were telling you things about life you know you're not even trying to hear that because you don't have any you have no vantage point like it doesn't it doesn't register you know what I mean like you can listen but it won't make sense to you until you actually experience it now all of the things that I experienced as a young adult I was forewarned about but it didn't it didn't matter to me the conversation I listened to and I understood however I just thought oh they're jaded they're whatever you know I'm listening I didn't disregard it but I just thought that it was extra you know, just to put it simply, I thought it was extra, but it was until, you know, once you start to live a little and you have these experiences, then you can, you know, um, relate. You've got a little, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So I want to get into a time like in college because a lot of, you know, college is, is tricky. So, um, and I had this experience, um, a few years back as well. So in college, I used to be um, like a like a natural circle small kind of girl because I used to be very reserved. I mean, with with strangers, I'll say very reserved with strangers. I was still new to Georgia um, when I got to college. I um, um, reserved, shy and new to Georgia like still not really liking it and 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 shy is putting it very very simply like I was like timid afraid like all of that kind of stuff right just never you know just a, a, a scary 
young adult and I naturally took a took a longer to like let people in to get to know them that kind of thing so that already puts a um, uh, a flag on you um, if you're a cute young lady like I was it makes you you know everything but a child of God you know you become a very easy target for people to pick on because they think you think you're better than people you're different you're not from here you know um the newness of you being around wears off and then people you know in my community they start to attack you and so i had experienced that like initially moving here and then in college you know i felt like okay this is my time like to like reinvent myself the, the word reinvent was not in my vocabulary but i was thinking okay like this is my time to try to make friends and stuff so you know still keeping in mind that i'm a very quiet and shy um young lady and so um i was slow to build my friend circle so the girls that I hung out with were the girls in my dorm um, and they approached me because they, they had the personality for that and I was like okay I'll tag along and eventually you grow your little circle of friends this person oh I know this person from high school this person is roommates with this person that kind of thing so you kind of click up that way so my sophomore year in college I had my group of friends but we weren't all in the same dorm so I was I wound up moving to a dorm that I thought was really nice um, and I was there um, down the hallway from a friend of mine that, that was in that dorm two friends of mine that were in that dorm and I uh, met some girls and I clicked up with them and I I did it forcefully because I thought well I need to branch out I need to not be so reserved and that kind of thing I wanted to kind of this was my my initial attempt to kind of break out of my comfort zone I knew I started to learn or recognize these things about myself about how I was really shy and how I you know was very timid with certain things and how I wanted to put myself in situations to grow I tried to be a part of um, organizations on campus and things like that to um, break out of this this like nearly debilitating shyness and so I meet these group of girls that I didn't know never seen them on campus before and they already had their their clique and so I was the new person and oh hey this is that and the third so we wound up I wound up really really clicking with a young lady who was I want to say she was a year behind me so she was a freshman but um yeah she was a freshman and so um we would, you know, borrow each other's clothes. Like it, it was like it was great. It was something new for me. Um, I was like, oh wow, this is it's so easy to make friends. And then, of course, the motherfucking shit hit the fan. And I was because I was new booty. I was being accused. I was attacked. My property was destroyed. Um, and. Um, uh, it's, it's weird my property was destroyed because I wasn't around and I can only imagine what would have happened if I was there but um, I'll get a little bit into the story I mean let me get a little bit into the story so it boiled down to some missing money because I was new booty I was blamed for taking it uh, I briefly mentioned that we would share clothes and things so I'd be like oh my god grow that headband or that tube top or whatever can I borrow it and or I would get the phone call can I borrow I'm like yeah just come down to the room the door is unlocked you can come get it 
So some money went missing. And I had gone to the room earlier to grab a headband or some shit. Something out of the room. And she was like, yeah, just come by. Somebody had said they saw me coming out of the room earlier. And everybody immediately knew that I was the one that stole the money. Now, one thing I have never been, ever, is a thief. And there are a lot of things that I, like, I hold friendship. And, um, like, friendship specifically, because my family, it's different. I can, I, uh, you know, I'm saying this um, cautiously, but if I wanted to make... If I if if I want if I decided to have several goals at like rec- reconciliation attempts with family members like blood um, to improve relationships to build to build a relationship uh, that is different from me doing that with a friend. I would never fist fight a family member unless they attacked a child. They attacked an elderly person or they fucking attacked me. Or my mom or somebody that I loved. You know what I mean? It would have to be extenuating circumstances for me to fist fight a family member. Somebody that I absolutely love. Somebody that I know is a family member. And I feel the exact same way about a friend. um, Because I just, like, I never, I've never had, I don't even like to talk to my friends in an aggressive type of vicious way. I feel like once that happens, then we're done. Like once, because I wouldn't do it. I don't do that. And if I ever get that energy, I know immediately we can't move forward because there's a level of respect. Like we're supposed to be um, close and tight. And if you are my friend, you are essentially my family. And I would, I would never do it. So motherfucker, you can't do it. Granted, you can't, you know, people, you can't hold people to your same level, same level of standards, but that is what I do. And my relationships and that I choose to have, like that my I give my heart um, completely to the people that I love. You know, my friends, the people that I call friends, I completely love them. They, they, you know what I mean. They get my my full support. They have my heart. And so, if I'm ever approached in a way that's aggressive, like you trying to fight me, or you know, I'm ever approached in that kind of way, like it's we're done, done. If I'm ever made to feel that way, we're done, done. Because that's not what friends do, in my opinion. Family, to me, that's blood. You know, uh, God forbid my sister and I had ever gotten to that point. I'm going to fight for that relationship. If my sister and I ever got into a fucking fist fight, I'm fighting for that relationship. If y- y'all get what I mean, like, that's my sister, I will fight for that. But a fucking friend, there are rules for me. Because I would never approach you that way. So you cannot, and not, 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 not once. And so, in this instance, I was accused. And um, when I was accused, I was completely caught off guard to the point where I, I couldn't even react in the way that I would normally react. Because this was somebody, now she wasn't, a, this wasn't, um, this, and this is like college friends, honey. Like, this is, this is a new relationship. Like, we're, you know, um, I wouldn't have wrote out for her or anything like that. Um... Like I would for my friends today, but like it was still a friendship and I was caught off guard and I thought it was a prank the entire day and I couldn't make sense of it. Um, She walked into my room. She threatened me. Um, 
and you know I have always been like a very like a stand-up for myself person like you know um, you know there was never never in any world would I let a bitch threaten me without boxing you know what I'm saying like that would never happen and so like at this stage like Lexi in college that wouldn't have happened for me but I was so thrown off guard caught off guard that I was like I froze and I was just like you know my response was really subdued because I was like like you know it was just an uh, a um twilight zone experience and so because of my response my subdued response I found out from other people because word got around that she she know Lex would have popped up she would have set it off if she knew if she you know what I mean if she didn't do it she would have really so it, they you know she was gauging my response to her accusing me of taking money and granted she's young and she doesn't know any better and it was put in her head um, all the while it was her broke ass roommate when I added you know, two and two, I was like, it was her broke-ass roommate. Now, like, my shit was pop, like, my room was popping. There was no reason for me to steal from her. Not a single reason. Not a single reason. Like, you know, on college standards and shit, like, I had a little job. I had my little shit in there. You know, I had my little clothes popping off. Like, there was no reason for me, like, you know, from the looks of it, to steal the money. But because I was new booty... It was easy for me to be attacked. It was easy for me to be accused and be attacked. And so eventually they stopped fucking with me. And then I, that's when I realized, oh, like this shit is real. But I was still stunned. Okay. I was still stunned. Um, and I thought I was, I was able to kind of think back to the situation when I was watching the video and listen to commentary. And people were like, when the dude in the video was telling Shanquilla to fight back. And she was like, no. That's how I was like, yo, that's how I was feeling. Like, cause you're stunned. You're, you're dumbfounded. You can't even make sense of the shit. I'm not saying that she was stunned and dumbfounded and couldn't make sense of it. But I'm just saying when you're caught off guard like that by people who you think are your friends, like it's very difficult to make sense of it and then react. Like you're in the moment. It's difficult to make sense of something crazy um, because you feel crazy and then react in an appropriate way. It's very difficult because I've been there. And so, um, you know, they were convinced that I, you know, took this cash. And so they all plotted. It was one, two, three, four, five. Hold on. One, two, three, four of them who decided to plot on me and so um, I really don't think that they were going to physically attack me but what they did was is they waited till I they knew that I was going to be out of town and um, and I don't know how they knew I was going to be out of town but they found out I was going to be out of town for the weekend they tricked my roommate into leaving my room door unlocked and they came in my room and put bleach and ammonia on all of my clothes all of my electronics, all of my um, bedding in my dorm room. And um, what they had to do was call my roommate and I was able to hear the call because it was on the, um, it wound up picking up on my um, recorder. My, you know, remember back in the day we used to have a voice recorder, like the voicemail box or whatever, like the physical one. It, I picked up them calling um, and, and it, like, you know, it was weird. I picked up the conversation 
um, a little bit and then I kind of put two and two together they were calling my roommate to get into the room and she wasn't there she might have been on campus but um, they weren't gonna call me to get in the room of course so they called her and and then um, when you call the room it it um, you know it it rings the uh, the room phone and so they had called my you know I had a phone in the room they had called the room and the voice box picked up and I could hear them and they you know she left the room I'm like they wanted to they wanted to bring something for me and they went and poured bleach and ammonia on all my shit now I don't know if it was all of them or if it was just a girl who thought that I stole from her um but yeah they ruined my things and so um, when I got back, you know, and I see this, and because that's attack on me, that's an attack. I was attacked, and um, you know, there there are no words to explain that experience at all, at all, because you know the fighter in me wanted to go and fight them, and I reported it and everything, made a police report, all that stuff, but um, you know. They couldn't verify who did it. Um, at the time, there were no cameras. Like there were no, there was no cameras. I, I don't think that there were cameras up on the dorm floors. Um, nobody can verify who it was. And then they tried to disguise their voice, but I figured out who, who it was. And um, I had to do all that I, I really had to. That was like my first lesson in like real composure, because I had to do everything that I could to not fist fight them, but I knew that I would be kicked. I didn't want to be kicked out of school for fighting and being wild and reckless. I didn't want to. Um, so that was like my first lesson in um, choose better. Choose your friends better. Don't be so eager. Um, but but um, But, you know, is that a lesson in not being so eager, air quotes? It's, you know, I picked the wrong group of people. Because that's what happens. Like, you make... Sometimes you don't pick right. Because that's life. It's not about discernment. It's not about um, choosing better, really. It's like, sometimes... You know, you do make mistakes. And you do trust the wrong people. And things happen. I don't think me being eager to want to make more friends and like step outside my comfort zone was a bad thing. But it, but it was just the wrong group of people for me. Like my heart was in it. It was genuine for me. But um, this was the wrong set of hoes to do it for. So yeah, I had a really difficult time. Um, you know, when I was moving out, I, you know, I was walking past them, and it was the first time I had seen them. They had been. They had disappeared. Like, I hadn't seen them on campus. I was looking for them. Um, I went down to the dorm room, and I knocked on the door so many times, and nobody came. It's like they disappeared. And I'm really happy that they did, because I would have really hurt somebody. Um, and so I even had to keep my composure when I saw them while it was, um, you know, semester, you know, uh, Christmas holiday um, move out or whatever. And, um, yeah, it was very, very difficult for me. Um, a, a lesson that I had learned, you know, I'm going to say maybe six years ago or so, shit, maybe not even that long ago, child, it might be four or five years ago, like, um, I made friends with this one lady, uh, that I had met at a 
mutual friends house event and we clicked up um, because I was single and childless which I still am essentially um, you know I I had a lot of free time and I wasn't working for, I wasn't working at the time um, I wanted to be able to get out and um, you know socialize and she was married but I to me she was her marriage was not um, stable and so they were in the midst of a split or whatever I don't know so she was my companion we went to hang out a lot but it was a lot of shit that I noticed a lot of red flags that I noticed like when people um, disregard your feelings when people make make you the butt of their jokes when people um, I can't stand a motherfucker who who is not a good listener like or who who like I can't stand everybody's not a good listener but I can't stand somebody who like cuts you off or like um like um like is like a habitual cutter offer you know like I don't I don't like I like to be heard because I'm a great listener granted you know I know that that's not everybody's forte but I like to be heard because I'm a great listener I don't that's a pet peeve of mine um but the being the butt of your jokes or um um feeling insignificant in some kind of way being dismissed having your feelings dismissed or your whatever dismissed like that is a red flag and really in any type of friendship and those things will happen um and um at the time i was living unmedicated with graves disease so i had lost a lot of weight um very quickly and um we were in a facebook group together i had added her to this facebook group that i was in and we would kiki and carry on back and forth and shit and i at the time was getting a lot of male attention and um that was an issue that was a problem for people and i didn't notice it at the time that it was a problem but it was a problem um, and, um, that's when I recognized like that jealous energy, like that je jealous spirit amongst people. And at the time I was like, the fuck, like, I'm not, I'm not even fly like right now. Like I'm not even my usual fly ass self. Like I had lost all this weight. I did not enjoy my physical appearance. Um, you know, I was like very, I was like, like, I felt like I looked sick, I felt sick, and, um, but, um, you know, I guess I wasn't, I guess, granted, like I said, you know, like I said already, it had nothing to do with, jealousy has nothing to do with the, per like, if somebody's jealous of me, it has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with them, okay? But I, after all of, because the relationship, the friendship that I had with this woman ended, um, because we got into an argument, and I was ready to fight her and I was like yeah no we're done like I had the head uh, the pimple had come to a head I had I was already fed the fuck up with um a lot of shit I was you know emotionally unstable because I was unmedicated and shit but but I was being yelled at and I don't play that shit and I blew the fuck up and I blew all the way the fuck up 
Um, and I was ready to, I was ready to slap and fight and you know what I mean? Like when you put a motherfucker out your car and peel out, yeah, like we're not going to be friends anymore. We're not, we're not, we're not. I'm like, I'm okay with that. So that was the end of that. And I was very, and I made a, I made the best decision. Um, but then I looked back on it and I'm like, what the fuck? Like you're healthy. You know what I mean? You have a body that men drool over. Like she had the, um, she had the, she has the type of body that is like, um, like, like a BBL type of body naturally. So just like a donkey booty, you know, because donkey booties were definitely in, you know, a pretty face. Like, there's no reason for you to hate on me. Like, don't even pay me any attention. You're hating on me and I'm fucking skinny and sickly and I've lost all my muscle and my body and I don't even have an ass anymore. And my fate, like, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, my fate, you know, and I guess, I guess she was probably like, yeah, why the fuck these niggas paying attention to her? You know, because I would find out, oh, yeah, she been in my inbox and she, you know, she, I would find out these people that I were, that I was trying to get to know, you know, she would, excuse me, she would be, she reached out to these men because they had an interest in me. So it, it will never make sense to me because it had nothing to do with me. You know, I could look back at myself and be like, wow, I looked my worst. You know, I wasn't my I wasn't physically fit you know I wasn't Lexi you know what I'm saying but this person still was hating on me and going behind my back and being ugly to me and then you know what I'm saying and then I found this shit out after you know we almost came to blows so you know it's never about discernment and oh you know pick your friend at 50 you can probably have a little discernment you got a little bit more discernment at 40 than you did at 30, and that 30 than you did at 20. But like, at 20-something years old, you don't even know what that means. You haven't experienced a single thing, and it's not fair to have a conversation with a young adult and put that on them, especially in the black community. You don't teach that. You don't teach any of that. You teach, you know, kids to, um, to let their mean-ass auntie kiss them. A motherfucker they don't even like. Somebody who they innately don't like. You force them to hug these mean ass motherfuckers. You know, that's what we do. I don't like this pervert ass cousin we got. But you gonna force me to speak to this bastard? Because I'm a child and I need to be in my place? We can't even teach discernment because we don't even value, you know how we how we naturally feel we don't value that you know we're taught to go against it and then we go against it on our own accord anyway and I really don't have the answer for how you're supposed to teach somebody to be cautious because like I said human people were fucking snakes and Americans people are vile you know all we want to do is see more blood all we want to do is see somebody get knocked out the more brutal the better I am a absolute fucking um what's the word like I, I, I you know I have gotten to the point where sometimes if I'm watching a sport you know I don't watch sports that often anymore but if I'm watching a, a sport the more brutal the better I want to see somebody get laid the fuck out. It's like in us. The more vicious, the more vile. When you think about defending yourself, you know, or anything. Having a conversation, I would have knocked that bitch's motherfucking head off. I wish a motherfucker would.
It's vile, it's vicious, it's disgusting. Like that is the space we live in. And then we have we live in these communities where we're we're like, you know, told that we're we're not we're we're unattractive and we're undesirable and we're all of these negative things. And so you're like competing to be better, you're like competing to be the prettiest, and you're competing for the bitch with the best fat ass, and you're competing for the girl with the best vagina, and you're competing with the bitch with the with the with the um flattest laid lace front, like you're competing, competing, competing. And like you're trampling on everybody else in your community and we really don't you know a lot of black women they'll say and i used to not like this but i was like yo it's the truth they used to say they say you know i had the most time with my with my black sisters i really have had the, the the most difficult time with my black sisters i got the most hate from my black sisters when i'm out here trying when i've like hate as far as like um like flat out hate and like lack of support you know when you when you when you when you you know achieve a hurdle when you when you've got an accomplishment under your belt honey you know we can't flat out say wow congratulations you know what i mean you killed that you really did that if for a while it took me a really long time to be able to like tell somebody that they were pretty tell somebody that they looked nice or that something was nice about them and to like genuinely genuinely congratulate somebody it took me a long time to do that cuz we don't do that we say everything but, you know, because we got our own colloqu colloquialisms in our community. We got our own way of saying shit, but it's never what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's never a flat out congratulations, job well done. It's always a, I see you. You know what I mean? Tell it to, We don't know how to tell people what it is and congratulate them. We always got to put a little fucking barbecue sauce on that shit. You know what I mean? Like... That is our community and the jealousy that I've experienced has been it's been difficult to acknowledge it as being jealousy. It's been very difficult for me because I'm looking at myself like, what the fuck is there to be jealous about? There's a there's you, especially if she's pretty, too. You know what I mean? Like, why is a pretty woman jealous over another pretty woman? And it could be a myriad of things. It could be they're jealous of the way that you, of your inner, it could be, who knows, it could be a million different things. And again, like I've had to come to the understanding that it has nothing to do with me. It's never had anything to do with me. Like I have, um, you know, I, I was just about to say, I'm not the prettiest person, woman in the world, but that doesn't even matter. You don't even have to be pretty by, you know, basic standards. Um... It's never you. It's always them. It's never you. It's always them. That's how you speak. It's how you walk. It's your presence. It's something that they don't possess that they want. And that they don't like you for it. And people will pretend to be your friends. And they, you know, people with phrases is like, you know, keep your friend, keep your friends, excuse me, keep your enemies close. What is it? Shit, shit, shit. Keep your enemies. You have to. Your friends are the ones. The people closest to you are the motherfuckers that you have to watch. Not the bitch that don't like you. It's the bitch who does like you. They say that all the time. And we need to change that narrative. Like, we need to change that energy. We need to change that. We need to uh, do what we can in these communities to, you know, you have to build up young women. And it's always going to be competitive because that's that's America. That's the, that's essentially the world that we live in. You're going to have to compete. 
but the hateful energy you know the I will pull your edges out of your scalp to win type of mentality is horrible the um, the I'm going to destroy you type of energy is horrible because it's, it's not necessary these young adults if, if it happened, you know, in this case with Shanquilla Robinson, if it turns out that they're going to have to face the music, they're going to have to go to Mexico. They're going to have to go back to Mexico and face the music. Everybody thought they was the smartest motherfucker in the room and um, left this girl there, pretended to be something that it wasn't. Now we find out she was, she, she it wasn't natural causes or alcohol poisoning. Like, you know... <sighs> When the investigation comes out, you know, it's very possible that this will be um, very painful and very difficult, you know, um, when the details come out, because I'm sure they're going to turn on one another. It's going to be really, really, really disgusting. And, you know, right now, I don't have any sympathy for the people who were involved in her murder um, at all. The goal is to raise women who don't make the mistakes that they made so that we don't have to try to teach somebody fucking discernment at 20-something with their friends. You know what I mean? We need more... Um, there are always going to be snakes. You're not going to be able to get rid of snakes. Get rid of snakes. You know, in a perfect world, everybody would have a two-parent home, loving home that was healthy, that encouraged um, positive mental health and physical health and all of that. But that's not real life. But the last thing we need to do is to yell out discernment when I don't even fucking know about discernment. You know how many grown-ass motherfuckers or you stay in poor relationships uh, or or get in with not no no I'm not poor relationships they get in relationships and they wind up leaving broken hearted and you oh it's discernment and oh like it's it's not it's not we, you're trying to tell somebody what they need to know and it's not even it's not even taught how do you teach that how do you teach discernment how do you teach wisdom to a 20-year-old? You can't. You cannot. This is going to be an otherworldly motherfucker to be wise at 20-something years old. A person who has had to grow up at since five years old on their own to try to teach them something about discernment when it comes to friends. Because we're human and we make mistakes and we we function a lot different than a, a regular animal you know we have a soul and we feel in deeper ways we are connected differently with one another than you know um, animals who just know to fucking eat shit kill eat shit kill you know what I'm saying it's a little bit we're a little bit more complex and so I can kind of understand why we may go against our natural basic instinct to fight or flight. But um, because we do, it is a little bit more difficult to try to force discernment down somebody's throat, especially 
at such a young age. Um, anyhow, I think we can end this here. Once again, um, you know, rest in peace to, to all of the young people who have lost their lives dealing with snakes as friends. I mean, this story is 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 so disgusting. I feel so, like, I get so enraged when I, if I fall down the rabbit hole and just, like, listen and see all of the things that these people have done to her. It's really, they did to her. It's, it's vicious. It seems like she had a promising life ahead of her. And what else could it have been? You know, I saw something that said, I was watching a video that Nika Knight had posted, and somebody had posted a comment under um, some post that, some, that, something, that was made about Shanquilla, and it said she was trying to get somebody killed back home, who was the cousin of, the, of Dejeuner, who was beating her, and that was the cause of it. I've seen people say that Dejeuner and Winter are transgender. I've seen all types of things, but it's because, because they were bigger. Um, child, like, it's been all types of things, um, you know, apparently she had $10,000 on them that, that, that she had $10,000 on her that they stole. I mean, the stories have, uh, y'all know how it is. It's that chain letter, child. It's that, it's that telephone. That's what it is. It's telephone, child. Like, we, we don't know what the facts are. We only have a few facts, and even with those few facts, it's still not adding up. You know, for, for all of my young cousins, you know, like, I just wish, I, I, I just don't even have, I just don't even know, because you can't, you can't teach it, it has to be, it has to be learned, like, it, you have to learn it on your own, and it's not something that comes in your youth, wisdom doesn't come in your youth, and if it does, I stand corrected, I would really appreciate any examples of how a young woman or man could exhibit wisdom and discernment because I am unaware of how that would happen. Um, so, you know, correct me if, if you can. There has to be a, a better way to teach young people how to be cautious than to hold discernment over their head. Anyway, until next time, you guys be safe. Have a happy holiday. I'll speak to you before then, but much love. Be well. Peace. If you're looking for an amazing website to save on herbal supplements, on immunosupport supplements, on essential oils, on skincare, all of the above, I came across a website called pipingrock.com many years ago while I was on the hunt for a great quality immunosupport products. I found black seed oil there for like a fraction of the price. Head over to pipingrock, that's P-I-P-I-N-G-R-O-C-K.com. If you put in the code CAP788, you'll save $10 off your first purchase. That's C-A-P-788 and the website is pipingrock.com.